This program is brought to you with support from the U.S. EPA. We're here to present the EFC Network Podcast. The Environmental Finance Center Network is a partnership of 12 centers serving 10 EPA regions. The EFCN provides training and technical assistance to small water and wastewater systems. This podcast series has been designed to help system personnel improve technical, managerial, and financial capacity of the utilities and communities they serve. Welcome to the Small Water Systems Technical Assistance Podcast from the Office of Water Programs at Sacramento State. This is Episode 4, Ensuring a Safe Water Supply Through Sanitary Surveys. My name is Rima Danaher, an instructional technologist for the Office of Water Programs at Sacramento State. I'm speaking today with Brian Courier. Hey, I'm Brian Courier, Office of Water Programs at OWP. I'm a research engineer. We developed this podcast to discuss sanitary surveys for small drinking water treatment systems. We'll define what a sanitary survey is, why they're important, especially to keeping water clean and healthy. We'll also discuss what elements are included in a sanitary survey evaluation for both groundwater and surface water sources. Let's start with the basics. What is a sanitary survey? Okay, sanitary surveys is a detailed evaluation or inspection of a water supply source in all the conveyances, storage, treatment, and distribution facilities. Sanitary surveys help protect the water supply from pollution sources. With the objective to keep source waters clean? Exactly. With clean drinking water sources in demand, communities are evaluating other sources to supply water for their growing populations. These sources have to be examined to see if they're suitable for drinking water, and these evaluations require a sanitary survey. But a lot of drinking water sources are unavailable because the rights to their use are already allocated. Water rights holders possess permission to use water, but they do not own the water itself. That's right. And of course, the rights of an individual to use water for domestic, irrigation, or other purposes vary in different states. Some water rights stem from ownership of the land bordering or overlying the source, while others are acquired by a performance of certain acts required by law. Depending on state laws, water rights may be sold, leased, or transferred like other property. Before developing a new water source, the rights to use that water must be available to the organization. Are there different types of water rights? Well, yes, there are. There are three basic types of water rights, riparian, appropriative, and prescriptive. Oh boy. Okay, can you explain those please? Sure. Riparian rights are acquired with title to the land bordering a source of surface water. So you have to be next to it. Absolutely. Appropriative rights are acquired for the beneficial use of water by following a specific legal procedure. Prescriptive rights are established by law and they may divert water for a specified period of time that other parties have ongoing claims to. What if there's a question regarding the right to use water? Then the property owner should consult with the appropriate authority and clearly establish rights to its use. But even if the water rights are available, the source may not be appropriate for drinking water uses. Sanitary surveys are used to determine if a new source is appropriate or if an existing supply continues to offer a safe and high quality water. Now, Here's a question for you. Okay. With a new water supply, when should a sanitary survey be made? Okay, I did my homework. 
The sanitary survey should be made when collecting the initial engineering data covering the development of the given source to determine its capacity to meet existing and future needs. And what should a sanitary survey include? The sanitary survey should include the location of all potential and existing health hazards and a determination of their present and future importance to the system. Okay, so who should conduct a sanitary survey? And how often are they conducted? People trained in public health engineering and, here's a word for you, epidemiology good word. of waterborne diseases should conduct the sanitary survey. In the case of an existing supply, sanitary surveys should be made frequently enough to control health hazards and to maintain high water quality. There are federal standards on frequency. Your state might be different. Okay, so another question for you. Why is a sanitary survey important? Okay, let's talk about the details a little bit more than public health. The information supplied by a sanitary survey is essential to evaluating the bacteriological and chemical water quality data. These data help identify potential hazards, determine factors that affect water quality, and select treatment requirements. We mentioned the epidemiology of waterborne diseases. Do you want to explain what this means? Yeah, we should get back to that word. Epidemiology is a branch of medicine that studies epidemics, when diseases affect significant numbers of people during the same time period in the same locality. Epidemiology determines the cause of epidemics and how to prevent them. Bacteria, viruses, and protozoa cause waterborne diseases. Treatment plants use disinfection processes to combat these organisms. To highlight this, a recent example of a waterborne disease is Legionnaire's disease, and there's an outbreak in Napa, California. Health officials said one person died and 11 were seriously sickened. The Legionella bacteria that caused it has been detected in the cooling tower of a hotel in the city of Napa. The bacteria lives in the water and can spread when the water is aerosolized. So that's getting into the atmosphere. A local health official said, if a cooling tower is contaminated with the bacteria, it can disseminate for up to a mile. In an outbreak area, it's also common to find more than one source, according to the department. The bacteria exists naturally in bodies of fresh water like lakes, but its main threat to people occurs when it grows and spreads in man-made building water systems, according to the agency. Wow, a cooling tower can disseminate bacteria for up to a mile? Uh, yeah, That's pretty incredible. That's incredible, yes. Yeah. So let's turn our attention to groundwater supplies. What should a water professional evaluate? Water specialists will develop a sanitary survey from inf information about the character of local geology, the ground surface slope, the nature of the soil and underlying porous material, the thickness of the water bearing stratum, the depth of the water table, and the location and geological log of nearby wells. A geological log describes the underground features discovered during the drilling of a well, the depth, the thickness, and type of formations. All right, well, thank you for that on the log I was about to ask. For the sanitary survey, water professionals also study the water table, drainage, and the distance and direction of local sources of pollution. Sometimes these are called plumes. And the methods to protect water supplies against contamination from these sources, such as wastewater collection and treatment facilities and industrial waste disposal sites. 
I'd imagine that well construction, including materials, the size and depth, especially the depth to well screens or perforations, provide important data for sanitary surveys. Yeah, you're right. Um, one of the reasons for creating a sanitary survey is to protect that wellhead. We examine the pumping station construction, the floors, the drains, the capacity of the pumps, the storage or direct access to the distribution system, the drawdown when pumps are in operation, and the recovery rate when pumps are off are also studied. That's when the water supply fills back up in that well and the actual groundwater level recovers. Of course, disinfection processes and equipment, the presence of an unsafe supply nearby, and the possibility of cross-connections cause a danger to public health and are vital to identifying a sanitary survey. So Brian, what are cross-connections? Cross-connections are a connection between a drinking or potable water system and an unapproved water supply. A cross-connection in the water distribution system is the most common cause of water contamination in a drinking water system. I see. Well, so we talked about groundwater, but what are elements of a sanitary survey for surface water? For surface water supply sanitary survey, we evaluate the nature of the surface geology, the character of the soils, rocks, uh, the character of the vegetation, let's see, forest and cultivated and irrigated lands also need to be studied. In addition, uh, population, wastewater collection treatment, uh, disposal practices on the watershed and methods of water, wastewater disposal, uh, whether by diversion from the watershed or by a reclamation plant. All these must be included in the surface water sanitary survey. I'm sure the distance to sources of fecal pollution, especially from birds, to the intake of the water supply is, a, is an important consideration for the sanitary survey. The proximity to the watershed and character of contamination sources, including industrial waste, oil field brines, acid waters from mines, sanitary landfills, and agricultural drain waters all need to be considered and evaluated. Yeah, that's correct. Uh, there's so many facets that make up the sanitary survey database, really. Oh, yes, yes. And one of the most important is the adequacy of supply as to quantity. We're talking about the amount of a safe water supply. For lake or reservoir supplies, water scientists study wind direction and velocity data, the drift of pollution, and algal growth potential. They also study the character and quality of raw water, including coliform counts, algae, turbidity, color, and objectionable mineral constituents. The normal detention time period and probable minimum time required for water to flow from pollution sources to a reservoir and through the reservoir to the intake tower. These professionals will also investigate the possible water currents within the reservoir that could cause short-circuiting and protective measures in connection with the use of the watershed to control fishing, boating, landing of airplanes, swimming, wading, ice cutting, and permitting animals on shoreline areas. That's right, and we covered some of these in another podcast. We did. That totally makes sense that we would want to know how fast contamination can get into the system. So for a comprehensive sanitary survey, there must be efficiency, in constancy of policing activities on the watershed or around the lake, for example. The water professionals will take into consideration the treatment of water, the treatment process, equipment, and the effectiveness of treatment, and the numbers and competency of supervising and operating personnel. 
Great. So today we learned about sanitary surveys and their importance in the delivery of clean, healthy water. We discussed what it takes for water professionals to provide clean, safe water from the watersheds to the consumers. We also spoke about water rights, waterborne diseases, and treatment processes to achieve the sanitary survey objective, clean drinking water. All right. Thanks, Rima. Shall I wrap it up? Yes, please. Okay. <laughs> For additional information about sanitary surveys and other water topics, check out the OWP website at thews.owp.csus.edu. There you'll find out more about water and wastewater treatment operator training courses, plus cost-effective solutions for protecting and enhancing water resources, public health, and the environment through training, scientific research, and public education. Kind of sounds a lot like our mission. Absolutely. We'll also post the transcript of this episode and links to other episodes on small water system operation. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Thank you to all our listeners for tuning into this episode of the EFC Network Podcast, brought to you with support from the U.S. EPA. Be sure to stay tuned for future EFC Network podcast episodes.